Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Uranium Market Minute. Today is Thursday, June 2nd, and this is episode number 132. My name is Justin Hewn. I am your host. I'm the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro Newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you hear or see in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right. Uh, good to be back after a brief hiatus. We had a market holiday here in the States on Monday and the past couple of days have been grinding away at the newsletter that went out to members this morning for the month of June. That was an exhaustive document. Um, if you are a member, I hope that you uh, have had a chance to take a look at it. There's a number of pieces to this puzzle that I think are very, very important to highlight. We focus heavily on the macro fundamentals of the space, which lead us to um, be able to weather these volatile storms in the markets when we understand the fundamentals more thoroughly. That's what we focus on, of course. So if you, uh, if you want to become a new member, all of our previous content is accessible immediately upon joining. And the June newsletter should be right at the top of the members area of our website when you log in. We had a pretty good day in the market today. Um, the early trading hours were very interesting. We had, we had the S&P down, the broad markets, generally speaking, just down um, for the first hour, maybe two of trading. And we had the uranium shares trading directly opposite of that. And they maintained that outperformance throughout the day for the most part. Um, the broad market did, did uh, recover intraday, but we had some very, very strong uh, movements across the sector. We had shares up uh, between 5 and 15% on the day across the uranium space. And um, it really can't be any other way for uranium. Um, when the shares do move, they tend to move and they tend to surprise you. And, uh, and they tend to move big. The volumes today weren't astronomical. They were better, they were improving, but not huge breakout volumes, which to me tells me that the sellers are just exhausted here. And we probably had some short covering happening today with those strong of up moves that we saw across the space today. Even large caps were up uh, between five and 10%, which is just huge. So, um, and we're also seeing some action in the spot market. I'm gonna jump right into the daily scoreboard in a second go through the spot market pricing, spot flows, ETF flows. We'll take a look at the charts. And I'm going to talk about two more nations that are looking to embrace nuclear power in the mailbag section. All right. Daily scoreboard. The spot price of uranium is up again, up over a dollar today, uh, 49.50 a pound. This is a, a very nice move. We're up about, let's see, uh, uh, close to 15% off of the lows of this down move for the, for the price of uranium itself. Very, very happy to see that. <clears throat> and that uh, up move has been on uh, only 100,000 pounds of, of uranium purchased by SPUT. They've largely been out of the market. They have been able to raise cash four out of the last five trading days, which is uh, great to see that uh, premium to NAV be maintained in the markets, even on lower volumes. So they have been able to raise some money. Uh, but the spot market move has been um, without SPUT's pressure in there. So that's very interesting to see. And um, obviously there's some other players in the spot market. Sometimes uh, we'll see some front running by traders uh, expecting that spot will be in the market. Maybe that's what we're seeing here. Hard to say. Also, you find that traders uh, can sometimes act in the spot market relative to the nav of spot. So if there's a lot of flows coming into spot, even before they're buying, you might see traders scoop up pounds expecting the price to meet spot's nav eventually, and they can, uh, they can play a quick trade on, on the movement of the vehicle itself. 
so yes, they've been able to raise capital for the last five trading days. Uh, yesterday, they did close at a very small discount to NAB. They traded up nicely today. Likely they issued more shares, raising some cash today. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they raised a decent amount of money today. Uh, after several weeks of not being able to raise capital, they've taken in almost 40 million over the past five trading days, 39.3 million, great to see. Total NAV of SPUT now sits at 2.75 billion. Nice to see that up uh, nicely over the past week and a half or so since we bottomed out. And SPUT is now sitting on 62 million uh, in total cash. The sector equity ETFs, no change in outstanding shares for, for URA or URNM. Again, uh, the shares traded very, very nicely today. So why don't we jump in and uh, check out the charts. Starting off with URA, up 5.34% today on increasing volume. Nice to see this chart is making a very nice recovery. I did not expect quite the V-shaped recovery, and we have had a number of tra uh, days trading down over the past few weeks after we bottomed out. Uh, let's see, when was this? That was uh, May 12th. So that was, um, let's see, two and a half, almost three weeks ago. And we are seeing uh, a nice trend continuation here after hitting that lower trend line within this accumulation cylinder. We are still underneath that rising 200-day moving average. Um, another uh, couple of dollars will be above that. I would like to see that and like to see us stay above that 200-day moving average for this really to, to be a bull market maintained here for uranium. URNM is likely a very similar chart here, up a bit more today, 6.5% on the day. Again, on increasing volume, but really not, we're not seeing huge breakout volume here. Uh, likely, we are still seeing <clears throat> a decent amount of risk off across the markets, but at this point, perhaps sellers are just exhausted. And of course, when you see the selling that we've, that we've seen over the past couple of months, the buyers of these shares typically are uh, more stronger handed. These are people that believe in the story, that might be new to the story, that might be adding their positions, contrarians, et cetera. So uh, flushing out the weak hands, and then sometimes you can see recoveries on lower volumes just because the weak hand, hands have been so thoroughly flushed that it doesn't take a lot of buying pressure to move up. So Sput had a nice day, also up 1.89% today. Definitely they were in there raising cash today. We'll have to see how much that was. <clears throat> but again, noting the volume, nice to get increasing this week, but still nothing to write home about here. This is not the breakout in the sector yet, but the recovery has been substantial. Cameco also traded up nicely today, 4.9%. Uh, Cameco is up about 25% since the lows of a few weeks ago. Very nice move for such a large cap stock. All right, so for the mailbag section, I want to talk about two countries that are looking to bring on nuclear energy going forward, Vietnam and Saudi Arabia. Interesting, we can continue to add new countries to the list of looking into um, adding nuclear. So uh, I'm going to read, this is a very, very short article, I'll read some snippets of it. Uh, developing nuclear power is an inevitable trend for Vietnam, the Southeast Asian country's industry and trade minister said. Win Hong Dian signaled the authorities may be considering resuming a plan to construct two nuclear power plants after the program was suspended six years ago. Okay, so Vietnam had a plan to, uh, to build out two, uh, two nuclear power plants with a combined capacity of 4,000 megawatts. That's a pretty chunky plant. Um, that was due to be built by Rosatom and Japan Atomic uh, Power as a joint uh, collaboration. This was shuttered six years ago. This was a, a few years following Fukushima. 
and there was budget constraints. And now they're saying they're considering developing that. Look at their reasoning. Plans to develop the country's first nuclear power plants were suspended, not completely canceled, according to the government statement. Developing nuclear power is an ongoing inevitable trend in the world, Deanne told the country's National Assembly, according to a statement posted to the government's website. Deanne has pledged Vietnam will boost development of renewable energy following commitment made in November last year uh, to become carbon neutral by 2050, but that needed a stable energy source, he stressed. We can't develop more coal-fired power plants while the country's hydropower potential has been fully tapped, Deanne said. Vietnam wants to nearly double its total installed power generation capacity to 146,000 megawatts by 2030. Now, how are they going to do that if they're not, if they're committing to not starting any new coal plants? Hydro is tapped out and they're wanting to go into uh, renewables and nuclear. Either they're going to uh, find a stark reality about the potential of renewables like uh, Germany has, or they're going to recognize it up front as their um, energy minister did here saying, we need a stable source in addition to um, nuclear, uh, in addition to expanding renewables. So that might be obvious to us and to folks that have been following this for a while that recognize that, of course, renewables are intermittent, you need a stable baseload source behind that. Nuclear is a great option for that. So Vietnam, add them to the list. Of course, you know, this is not a done deal, but it's yet another government signaling that they intend to do this for reasons that are now clear to anybody that follows this, uh, this um, energy. Saudi Arabia, the government of Saudi sent an inquiry last week on the construction of two 1.4 gigawatt nuclear power plants. The inquiry was sent to South Korea, France, China, and Russia. Estimated 12, uh, 12 trillion won, that's about $10 billion for the budget. According to industry sources, sources, the Saudi government sent it to South Korea because South Korea successfully built and run the Baraka nuclear power plant in the UAE. South Korea won the contract in 2009, built four uh, 1,400 uh, megawatt reactors at a cost of 18 billion. South Korea built four 1,400 watt reactors, uh, megawatt reactors for 18 billion dollars, and they did it uh, in less than a decade. They said that's half the cost of uh, French Arano's proposal at the time, or Arriva at the time, prior to becoming Arano. So South Korea back in the game. Um, so Saudi Arabia and Vietnam both looking to add nuclear. Uh, the story just con continues to compound positively, and um, we will continue to report on these developments as they come in. All right, so that's going to do it for me. Thank you for watching. I really do appreciate all of you here. Um, we will be back tomorrow, and cheers.